This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. When your personal investments need help to reach your retirement dreams and navigating the complex world of financial planning requires an experienced manager, that's when you know you're ready for prime time. Welcome to Prime Time Money on Zoomer Radio with Richard Infantino, Senior Wealth Advisor at RBC Dominion Securities. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Canada's only money show dedicated to those of you 50-plus and your overall investment tax and estate planning and your direct link to all of North America's top money managers with the best ideas on how you can grow your money. You know, buying bonds, yes, bonds is a great investment move right now. You know, like most financial assets out there, you know, bonds have had a very bad year, but, you know, most experts that you talk to and all the bond managers that we deal with here on the show uh, means there's a great opportunity there. So during the rapid fire round today, what... I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about uh, bonds compared to GICs and then adding to the fixed income component of your uh, portfolio. A lot of folks have gotten a little bit overweight on equities compared to fixed income and have shied away from fixed income because, yeah, you know, the last uh, five, six, seven, ten years, you've been getting one or two percent on fixed income. But now when you're getting five and six percent, that that makes a big difference to you. So we're going to talk about that. Also, there's going to there's a question about um, reverse mortgages, which is another question that we get a lot of, and I'll answer that question too. And also joining us today is uh, Kim Bolton. Uh, he's going to talk about another area that's been beaten down, and that's the uh, technology sector. Now, technology is the future. It's just that you know when you're in this kind of an environment with inflation, you know, high interest rates moving forward. It hurts the, you know, the, the price earnings ratio and the metrics in terms of valuing, you know, these technology companies that trade at high multiples because of their growth factor. But they are essential to uh, the future because they are the future in terms of, you know, what we're going to be doing here through the next 20 and 30 years. So you want to know about all these new innovations and discoveries that are coming on. And Kim's company, Black Swan Dexterra Task, uh, focuses on all of those new innovations and different areas where companies are pioneering growth. So you're going to want to listen to that. And he has a couple of ideas. And the good thing about Kim is he he always comes on the show with a couple of great ideas uh, of stocks directly that you can invest in right there. Okay, stay right there because we're going to go shopping and we're going to be looking for the 25 to 50 percent off rack. Not of clothes, but of stocks and bonds. I'm Richard Infantino and you're listening to Primetime Money. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino and Primetime Money. And now it's time to find some bargain basement deals in the technology sector. So we asked uh, Kim Bolton, who's the president and portfolio manager at uh, Black Swan Dexteritas, to join us. Hey, good morning, Kim. Thanks for uh, joining us here on the show again. Good morning, Richard. Thanks yeah, for re- having me. <laughs> hey, remind everybody about Black Swan Dexteritas and, uh, you know, what's your guys' investment methodology and what you're doing there. Oh, okay. Um, so, Black Swan Dexteritas is a registered investment advisor, asset manager, and we have a focus on uh, technology investment management. You know, our objective is to achieve superior performance in markets by really utilizing bottom-up stock selection, but also a top-down risk management uh, process. So. 
Uh, we manage a number of uh, stock portfolios, and then we put an insurance policy to protect on the downside and sort of smooth out the volatility of the markets uh, by using short equity indexes. Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Um, now, let's talk about, like, I know you guys are always looking for, you know, uh, different things in the technology sector. And, um, you know, technology has um, themes and um, th themes that are going to change the world. So what do you see as a promising investment opportunity today? Yeah. Well, uh, everything very much changed just about a year ago when... Uh, Central banks around the world decided that they finally had to fight inflation and started to raise interest rates. And so a lot of those sort of pioneering emerging technologies um, have, have taken a backseat. However, it's so important to keep abreast of what is over in the next valley and what is going to be the next big technology theme and trend. One that we're very excited about um, and is actually in usage right now is uh, is a thing called silicon carbide. This is for the manufacturing. It's sort of the next generation of semiconductor chips. And it's just a, a, a more efficient alternative to silicon. And, you know, Richard, silicon is basically uh, starts out as sand and then they develop it into wafers and, and, and finally into uh, semiconductor uh, chips. But if you combine carbide, and carbide is the world's second uh, most strongest uh, uh, material out there next to diamonds. And so if you, there's a process that you can actually uh, mix silicon and uh, carbide powders uh, through a process, and, and you develop this thing called a silicon carbide chip. And it's... Uh, you know, the, the advantages of, of this is in power devices. You know, power devices based on silicon carbide offer, you know, various key benefits over conventional silicon devices. They, they have higher voltage, higher frequency capabilities. They allow greater system efficiency, faster switching, lower losses, and better thermal management. Now, Richard, silicon carbide has actually been around for quite a while but okay. as we all know as it uh as it develops they're, they're able to bring the cost down and it's now about three times more expensive than traditional silicon chips but it is very much embraced within the industries of electric vehicles railways wind turbines aviation and so on and ultimately will be part of most everyday usage of, of uh, technology devices. One company that we really, really like and is a leader in this is, uh, is a company called ST Microelectronics. It's a... It's a uh, what is that trade, uh, Kim? Uh, the symbol is uh, STM. It actually trades on the New York Stock Exchange. Okay. It also trades over in Switzerland, but you can buy it under the symbol of STM on the New York Stock Exchange. Okay. Is it a small company or is it a larger company? What, what size would the company be? Uh, it's currently about $33.5 billion market cap. Okay. It's, uh, it's trading around sort of that 
that $38, $39 U.S. dollar level. Mm-hmm. And we have a 12-month price target of $53. So it has okay. a very, very decent runway. Yeah, um, so STM, uh, ST Microelectronics, um, is a leader in the silicon carbide. It's such a leader that they are the main supplier now mm. for Tesla when it comes to uh, uh, you know these silicon carbide uh, chips. Okay. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be you know for the, going into the future. That's that's a stock that uh, there's high. Now, how is it done during this whole uh, you know market malaise? Has it has it hung in there pretty well, or is it? Uh, down quite a bit too. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you know it's a difficult uh, business to break into because it's a completely different manufacturing process. Right. And so uh, ST Microelectronics has been involved in this and are a leader, and they do have the facilities around the world. And now they've uh, grown the recognition, leadership in this. Um, and you know, compared to sort of the traditional silicon devices out there. Uh, they've held up very, very nicely, and and it's because of the of that trend toward electric vehicles, yeah, for and sure. also for batteries and yeah. so on. So they've done quite well. Yeah. Um, now um, we have time for for another one here. Let's. Um, how about you talk about? Uh, I know one of, one of your favorites is Palo Alto Networks. Uh, what do they do, yeah. and uh, why do you like them? Oh, okay. Um, so Palo Alto Networks. Uh, networks is involved in cybersecurity. So they offer firewall appliances and software. They also offer cloud security and secure access and security and analytics and automation. Um, and also for uh, uh, XRT, which is really sort of uh, detecting um, and also responding to those bad guys that break into, into uh, various systems. Palo Alto is an interesting one. It's a big company. It's a $49 billion market cap company, uh, you know, currently trading at about uh, $165. Um, and we have a uh, 12-month price target of 243 So it has a nice runway out there. One of the reasons that I, I very much like it, you know, the whole cybersecurity space is, has become pretty crowded. Um and with a lot of companies that are sort of focused into a particular area that, you know, certainly during the pandemic uh, serviced a lot of the enterprises and large companies around the world with their sophisticated cybersecurity uh, software and services. But Palo Alto sort of covers the whole spectrum of cybersecurity services and, and, and software, which uh, has really found an, an appeal for small and medium-sized companies. Um, so they they have held up extremely well. They just reported uh, last week. Um, they beat expectations. You don't hear that very often. They raised guidance going into the next quarter. Um, you don't hear that very often. So uh, uh, they have a very nice long runway, and we love Palto, Palo Alto Networks. Oh, that's great. So we got two great stock ideas there. Uh, for you folks. Uh, one is ST Microelectronics, and the second one is Palo Alto. Um, Kim, thanks again for uh, joining us and taking the time to uh, you know, meet with us again here and uh, tell us all about what's happening in the technology sector. I think you know, the theme of the show today was to you know, buy things that are you know, 
poised to do well, but also something that's a bargain in the market. And I, I know that uh, technology now is a bargain. Absolutely. Um, you know, we always approach when uh, when people want to an, uh, express an interest that, you know, you don't put all your money in at once. We always treat when we enter a position, we do it a third, a third, a third. And so you buy a third here and and if it goes up, you look pretty smart. And if it goes down, it's part of the plan because you're going to buy some more. Yeah, you saved some money just for that. Thanks again, Kevin. You take care. All right. Thanks a lot, Richard. All right. Bye. Bye-bye now. Okay, that was Kim Bolton. He's the president and portfolio manager at Black Swan Dexteritas. Remember, commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund and ETF investments. The distributions are not guaranteed, and they may fluctuate. Please read the prospectus before you invest. Mutual funds and ETFs are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by Black Swan Dexteritas. And now it's time for the lightning round that's going to be joining. We're going to talk about a couple of areas that are really interesting to you. One is, should I be buying a GIC or a bond? And the second one has to do with reverse mortgages. Stay right there. I'll be right back. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. It's time for the Rapid Fire Round, where Richard answers all of your financial questions. Okay, finally, we're back to the rapid-fire round. And uh, so we have a couple of questions here. I think they're going to be of great interest. The first one comes from Joan T. of uh, Burlington who asks, you know, I need cash. Should I do a reverse mortgage? Okay, again, a reverse mortgage is a mortgage where, uh, you know, the particular company, the financial company that's going to offer the money to you is going to give you money up front. Say it's $50,000. And they give you the money and they put a mortgage on, but they're not asking you for any of the interest. So that's the interesting part. So they, they have a lien against your property and they're going to start charging interest year by year. And then when you finally sell your property, they're going to collect up the interest that they have plus the principal amount that you borrowed. So 50000 plus interest. Um, part of the problems with this kind of uh, offering is that it's interest on interest after a while. So the first year you'll pay interest and then you owe money uh, on the 50000 plus the interest, and then there's more interest and more interest. The longer you live, then when you go to sell your house, they're going to subtract all that, so the capital value. So essentially, the idea behind it is using the capital from your house that you want to stay in uh, to live on. So um, if you need money, and uh, this is not desperate straits, because I think that when you're looking at a reverse mortgage, it would be a situation where there's no other alternatives for you uh, in this in that particular circumstance, and you're single, and you have no need to offer somebody or you have no desire or objective to uh, leave a big estate. So if you have all those kind of criteria, then it's something that you could investigate. But I would really do due diligence in terms of the investigation. So my answer right off the cuff is if I, I need money, should I do a reverse mortgage? The answer is no. So instead of a reverse mortgage, what we've been telling people is um, you could downsize and you could lock in some great gains today on real estate. And uh, max out your tax-free savings account and then use the proceeds from that money because today you can get um, 5% uh, or more that we're going to be talking about in the mini here on bonds, 5%, 6% on your money. So say, you know, you, you get a million dollars and it's not hard to, you know, envision that you're going to get a million dollars out of your property if you're living in the metro area. So then a million dollars at uh, 5% is $50,000 a year. So, and that's the, just the interest that you're getting on the million dollars. That's going to maintain principal. So if you need 
60000 you'd only be, you know, eroding your principal by $10,000. So you max out your TFSAs, take the 5% interest on the portfolio, and that would subsidize, um, you know, potentially uh, renting, uh, which could even... Um, yeah, fall again in the next couple of years. So when you look at all of those things together, I think it's an opportunity for you to do some work in terms of looking at, um, you know, what the offering is for the reverse mortgage, but then looking on the other side and saying, you know, what if I sell the house, take the money, uh, live off of the interest and the dividends. So, you know, you'd want to do both of those, live off the interest and the dividends and then rent. And then you know, have all that money and you have a, a different kind of a lifestyle there uh, for yourself. So I'll, the answer off the cuff is no. There's other alternatives out there. Okay, question number two comes from Mike J of uh, Hamilton. He asks, should I invest in the fixed income sector even though interest rates are going up? And what area would you invest in? So, you know, that comes down to fixed income. is something that's going to give you a fixed rate of return compared to, you know, the stock markets that's going to give you a variable rate of return. So fixed rate of return comes from government bonds, corporate bonds, and debentures, um, you could also have bankers' acceptances for short-term money markets, have guarantees. The differences between those is the term. Um, you know, bankers' acceptance in some money markets are instruments that would be less than one-year maturity. Then you have uh, government bonds and corporate bonds. Governments would issue the bonds and give you a guarantee. Corporations would issue the bonds and give you a guarantee. There's different kinds of bonds. There's straight-pay bonds that pay semi-annually. You have different kinds of uh, uh, debentures that corporations give you. It can be a straight pay type of a corporate debenture. You could also get convertible debentures where you have a bond that can turn into a stock. You can have strip coupon bonds, bonds that uh, don't pay interest but uh, compound semi-annually and grow that way. So there's lots of different offerings that you can investigate there in the area of uh, fixed income. So that's an area that today offers just as good uh, potential as uh, the stock market today. And for those of you who don't have a big portion there or have lots of money in cash, you should be looking at, I think we're near the end of interest rates uh, in Canada and the United States. We're close. And I think it's a good opportunity. If you can get five and a half, five, five and a half, six percent, I think that's a great rate for your for yourself. And you can get that for a short term. You can go one year, two year, three years and get those kinds of rates. So you're not have to, you don't have to go long term and lock in these uh, these bonds. And again, the key behind the bond uh, when you're looking at bonds compared to GICs is the they're graded by um, uh, Dominion Bond Rating Service and uh, Moody's. And what they'll do is they'll rate the bonds triple A, double A, single A, triple B. And as you go through those letters starting at AAA, the credit quality is different. AAA is the best, then AA, then single A, and then as you go through those, those are uh, gradings that you can get from whoever you're buying the bonds off of. You can also look at saying, okay, I don't want a bond directly. I'll look at a bond ETF or buy a bond mutual fund. Now, again, with those two, you're going to be uh, charged some in- some uh, fees on top of that. So you need that manager that's buying that ET, uh, that's managing that ETF and managing that mutual fund to be able to get you some capital gains there too to make sense of that fee. So um, at the end of the day, I have a great guide for you. So, and uh, here's what it has: it says all about investing in bonds because I know it's a complex area. It's a complex area for advisors, even understanding uh, you know duration and um, maturity and all of those types of things that are yield and yield to maturity and all these different types of things that when you're calculating the the rate of return on bonds. But it's called the Beginner's Guide to Buying Bonds. And uh, here's what's in it: how to how bonds work, how to make money from bonds. Investing in bonds, mutual funds, and ETF funds, the different kinds of bonds that I talked about, all those different kinds of bonds, how you can buy bonds, 
uh, the pros and cons of investing in bonds. So you get upfront exactly what the pros are to uh, buying a bond and then, you know, the cons of buying a bond. And should you invest in bonds? Some, so some questions you can ask yourself in terms of the bonds. See, the key behind a bond, buying a bond directly and looking at a bond fund or an ETF, the difference is if you have a good issuer and they have the ability to pay you back, your worst outcome is holding it to maturity and then being able to get all your money back plus your interest. That's the key thing, the difference between the two. So when you're looking at bonds, if you can have the wherewithal to buy the bonds directly uh, and you can hold it to that maturity date, then you're guaranteed by whoever the issuer is to pay you back your money and give you all the interest at the same time. If you'd like to get a, a copy of that guide, it's free for the asking. All you have to do is call Dominique now at one 891 2637 That's one 891 2637. It's called How to Invest in Bonds, A Beginner's Guide to Buying Bonds. 1-866-891-2637. Okay, folks, that's all the time that we have for today. Um, if you're looking for an, a second opinion on your portfolio, we are available to uh, meet with you on a one-on-one. Uh, just give Dominic a call at 1-866-891-2637. What we do is uh, have a quick discussion in terms of what your objectives and goals are. Uh, look at your uh, current investments. And then what we do is we uh, offer you actually a written report with no obligation um, to, to take a look at it. And if you'd like to get that, uh, it's available for you at any time. All you have to do is we can meet on Zoom or we could uh, meet one-on-one. Whatever is uh, most convenient for you. So just call Dominique at one 891 2637 for the second opinion. She'll send you out an email which uh, overviews what the uh, second opinion is all about. And then if you like that, you could set up a time that uh, we could do a call or we could meet and discuss it. 1-866-891-2637. That's all the time that we have for this week. Is Santa Claus coming to town? I mean for the stock market. There's actually a phenomenon where the stock market jumps in value during the last week of December and into the beginning of January. Join us here next week and we'll give you all the proven strategies on how you can take advantage of it. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. Singing all is merry and bright. So hang your stockings and say your prayers, cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.